politics. But we. we... <laughs> Hello, everybody. This is Gerald Salenti and Trends This Week on Progressive Radio Network. Thank you for tuning in. And uh, talking about the trends that are going on, let's start with the markets. Well, it's a happy day on the street. Markets are up. Everybody's happy. Yesterday, the markets were down. Poof, they were down one point, almost 450 points. Because President Trump said he was going to wait to do the trade deal till after the 2020 presidential reality show was over. And today, the markets went up because, well, they may have a trade deal. This is all a bunch of BS. We're coming out with our top trends, 2020 top trends. Yeah, very shortly. And one of the ones where our trends are that uh, Trump wins 2020 by default. This guy is a pro. He's a pro reality show champion. He's playing these people so easily with his statements, with his, his rhetoric. People buy it, and he's just, it's the reality show. Our forecast is that prior to election day next year, we're going to have a peace treaty with North Korea and one with Afghanistan. And there'll be a trade deal. Trump has no competition in the presidential reality show. The swing states are not going to vote for Elizabeth Warren or Bernie Sanders. And if Trump gets in, this whole impeachment issue, waste of time, that anybody with a brain would not be wasting a second doing, but because the people hate Trump so much, they waste their time watching it, but the numbers are way down. People really don't care that much. It's not like the Clinton days. I mean, Clinton, it was something exciting for the media to have the impeachment process about because it had to do with sex and sex sells. <laughs> yes, 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 it does. And going back to Trump, they're going to show what a dirty, rotten, stinking, slimy piece of garbage B.S. Biden is because they're going to start showing all the dirty deals that he got for his boy Hunter and other money that they made doing dirty deals. 
And that is going to, that's if Biden gets the nomination. They will sink him on that. So again, it goes back to the swing states. And as I see it, they ain't going to swing toward the Democrats. So it's going to be Trump 2020. And he's playing them. He plays them. Just like, and he's a liar. I mean, by their deeds, you shall know them. Hey, remember, we're going to pull out of Syria. Well, we got more troops there again. And we're protecting that oil because we want it. Makes it clear. Same thing in Afghanistan. They're slaughtering more people than the years before. Bombs away. And anybody that supports it, to me, you're an accessory to the crime. And the Democrats are wasting our time and money, and they're also making us hate Russia more with all of this propaganda that they're pushing out there. And that's going to be a big part of the impeachment process. So we'll hate Russia more, hate China more, and more money goes wasted into the military-industrial complex, and they're a bunch of losers. Military hasn't won a war since World War II. I mean, the facts are there. You know, they just had this big ceremony in France. It was about 13 soldiers in a helicopter or something got shot down. They had all the caskets laid out and how brave these people were. You have no business being in Mali. It's a former French colony. And they want it back. We've been writing about this in the Trends Journal since, you ready? 2012. When that other slimy little lowlife piece of garbage crap boy, Hollande, the then president of France, decided it had to go into Mali to get rid of them terrorists. And that's the BS line they keep using. We're getting the terrorists. If we don't get them over there, they'll be coming over here. Hey, did you ever hear you reap what you sow, lowlife piece of garbage? I got news for you. If a foreign country came over here and killed everybody that I love and destroyed my country, you think I'd want to get even? You bet. Payback's a bitch. And that's what's going on. France is there because of the natural resources. Among them, Uranium, and France has more nuclear power plants than anywhere on the planet, and they need that uranium and the other natural resources. Niger's borders the whole area over there, Mali. And by the way, the whole Mali situation started to unravel after lowlife murderer, Nobel Peace of Crap Prize winner, Barack Obama, and Another pieces of garbage, Hollande, excuse me, not Hollande, Sarkozy at that time in France, and he was a prime pusher of it, and no cojones Cameron from the UK launched the war against Gaddafi, supported by, pushed by, according to all the reports, Hillary Clinton, Samantha Power, and Susan Rice. If only the women were in charge, and you know what I say, 
race, creed, color, gender, save it, don't want to hear it. Good and bad comes in all of them. Don't want to hear another line about it. And as people say, America's a racist nation. Are they racists in America? Absolutely. Are they racists in every nation? Absolutely. America is not a racist nation because they would not have elected a black president. Then people say, oh, he's only half black. Yes. F you. Save it. America elected Obama, believe in his BS. He was going to be the big hero. I have all the magazines of him being, oh, they had him like George Washington. I was doing interviews all over the world. The whole world was elated that Obama got elected, the man of peace, a piece of crap. Going back to the Libyan war. Those people that used to be in Libya and also soldiers for the Gaddafi army, after they left, they went to Mali. And then things got ugly over there. So, war. Front page. Front page of the papers. Of those caskets in France. The heroes that died there. That's how they keep promoting war. No, you're not heroes. You went there into another country illegally. And now NATO, Germany's there now big time too. It's all about natural resources. It's colonization. It has not changed. They give it different names for different reasons. This is merely the 10th Crusade. How we've been taught to hate those Islamist fundamentalists. Hey, yeah, but evangelical Christians are just fine. And don't forget those uh, other nationalities with their extreme groups of believers. Name them. They're okay. So, going back to the economy, there's a global slowdown. Things are going to get worse. We came out with our weekly trends journal yesterday. And again, no magazine like it in the world. If there is, we'd love to see it. And the headline is, it's going down. It's on the streets and in the numbers. Here's what's next. So, you take the United States. The markets are up. That's right. They're up because they're pumping all that cheap money into the system. Never seen anything like it in the world before. And here's what a comment on the... pages of where we put the articles. Once again, Gerald, you are one of the few that see the writing on the wall. There is a tremendous disconnect from Wall Street to Main Street. Excuse me. The greatest threat to our future prosperity and well-being as a nation is the continued wealth and income inequality. May we wake up to create a path of prosperity, inclusion, and security for our current and future generations. May your voice, ideas, and advice reach more people at all levels. May they also act on this advice. Once again, thank you for the work you do 
and may God bless America and the world with great cheers and aloha. From a Trans Journal subscriber, very touched. I just pulled this up, I didn't see this. When you read this article and you see the data in here, They're pumping in money into this overnight repo market so the gamblers could gamble. That's all it's about. At levels never seen before. And nobody knew what a repo market was until this started coming out. From November 19th to September 17th, <clears throat> they pumped in $3 trillion. Monday, November 25th, $118 billion. Tuesday, $92.7 billion. Wednesday, 27, uh, Wednesday the 27th, 60, excuse me, 88 billion. Friday, November 29th, 88.5 billion. This past Monday, 98 billion. Why are they pumping this money in? So the white shoe boy gambling addicts can get their fix. And that's all they're doing. This is monetary methadone. It's a drug of the first order. Artificially propping up the markets. And there's cheap money. There's a lot of downside to it. Corporations are borrowing like crazy because they're getting it for nothing. Buying back their stocks, mergers and acquisitions, building up a new debt bubble. And it's around the world. Income inequality. Because you look at the other trends going on. And it's exploding around the world. Like I said, it's on the streets and it's in the numbers. Market after market is going down. One place after another. And not only from people like myself and others that are watching this, but also from like the IMF, Organization of Economic Cooperation and Development, World Bank, one after another, we're seeing the numbers. We're seeing the numbers. Trade. Country after country. The numbers are terrible. Places like South Korea, you know, it's one of the major economies in Asia, 
you're looking at numbers going down. That that it, that it, that it, that are they're unbelievable. Yeah. The fourth largest economy in Asia is on track for its worst export performance since the financial crisis of 2009. Back then, shipments dropped some 14%. Guess what? November's numbers that just came out, they were down 14.3% from the same time a year ago. Imports are down 13%. This is, this is South Korea. So you add up the numbers. It's one country after another. This is not a third world nation. This is not a developing nation. This is South Korea. One of their biggest places where they export, of course, is China. And a lot of their technology exports that they sent to China, they're way off. But again, it's country after country. Mexico, south of the border, down Mexico way. Ay, 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 ay. Ay, 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 Madonna me. They're in recession. They're in recession. Canada, north of the border. Well, doesn't look so good over there. Their economy grew the grand total of 1.3%. We're saying they're going to lower interest rates. They're claiming that they're going to, quote, stand pat. And we're saying that this global economic slowdown is going to continue to affect Canada and every place else more cheap money flooding into the system, which brings me back to gold. And again, I do not give financial advice. I'm bullish on gold for what gold represents, and it's a safe haven asset. These markets are totally artificially pumped up. The numbers are there to prove it. Going back to Canada, They had household consumption was up in the second quarter, 1.6%. And now it's only up 0.5%. Let me get, make that, that's a correction, hold it. Household consumption rose from 0.5% in the second quarter to 1.6% in the third quarter. So they had greater growth. But again, a lot of this also has to do with commodity prices, and they're soft. So it's country after country. The numbers are relatively weak. China, <laughs> broken China. Numbers are coming in across the board showing that 
They're going to do what they can do up to an extent to pump up the markets and their economy. But unlike what they're reporting in the mainstream media, that they're going to devalue their currency so they can export more, is BS. Because they're big importers of product. The cheaper your currency goes, the more the imports cost, particularly oil and energy, which is dollar-based, petrodollars. And the Bank of Japan came out and said they're not going to be lowering their rates, their, their, their currency. It may go down, but they're not going to do it. Quote, the debt risks of the household sector and some low-income households in some regions are relatively prominent and should be paid attention to. Stricter policies are necessary, said the bank, to guard against household sector debt. So again, they're concerned about what's going on, but they're not going to lower rate, they'll lower their currency. Quote, we should not let the money held by the Chinese people become worthless. Now, this is contrary to what Trump is saying. And again, this is from the bank, the governor of the, the People's Bank of China. Maintaining positive interest rates and upward inclined yield curve is generally conducive to the economic entities and in line with the Chinese people's savings culture, thus beneficial to the sustainable development of the economy. Now, the Chinese people's savings culture. When you have higher interest rates, you get a return on your money. With negative zero and low interest rates, you get nothing really in return. In fact, you're losing money when you put it in the bank and you're getting these 1% or whatever interest rate benefits when inflation is going up three times that number officially, but reality it's going up way more than that. I'm mentioning this and talking about this because it's a global problem. The Germans are fighting against these negative and zero interest rate policies because the people there like to save money. They have nowhere to put it. It's a scheme. They're forcing people to go in and play the markets and giving the money to the bigs. India. Economy's way down. This is one of the biggest economies, strongest economy growth in the world. Way off. You're looking at this year, the numbers. One of, one of the things that we watch very closely are new car sales. And auto sales plummeted some 25% in India from a year ago has nothing to do with trade talks, nothing to do with China, but that's the BS that they keep feeding the people, that the people keep swallowing because it's the prostitute media that get paid to put out by their corporate pimps and Washington whore masters. 
Auto sales are very important to watch, and they're down around the world. In India, more than 100,000 auto workers' jobs have been cut. So what's happening? Now that people have worked in these factories, they're going back to the rural areas and villages and farms, and guess what? They're paved over with factories and roads that they put in during the economic boom. And now they got nothing to farm <laughs> for a lot of them. So India's gone from the world's fastest growing economy and it's slowing down now. It's going to be as we see with these slowdowns, it's going to get what much worse. It's also going to become the most populous country in the world. <laughs> you think they got problems now? This population explosion, no one talks about it. Again, I keep saying, you know, people, by the way, are now starting to talk about the greatest depression that I'm forecasting is going to happen in 2021. <clears throat> but no one's putting together the numbers like we are at the Trends Journal. We had 2 billion people on the planet 90 years ago. And now, folks... We added 5.5 billion, get it, climate change. How about population explosion? Could you handle that one? There's a global slowdown. This is big. You know, 1.4 billion people. China, 1.4 billion people. How are you going to take care of all these people? We're going to find jobs for all these people. And now with the new technology, robotics. I mean, you're, you, we've been writing about this. You're even looking at banks like Deutsche Bank saying they're going to get rid of 18,000 back office people because of robotics. And all the other things going on. That are going to have people lose jobs. And what does it mean? What's going to happen? Well, of course, that's another one of the trends we talk about. The implications. And that's what the Trends Journal is. What's going on? What it means? And where is it going? Knowledge is power. And again, what we're putting out, you're not, oh, you, of course, you listen to Progressive Radio Network. You know, they have a whole wide variety of people putting out great information. And you get that there. And you get the implications from the experts in the different fields they talk about. But there's a magazine that puts it all together. And when it comes to trend forecasting, we're number one. And if anybody could show that we're not, let's see the competition. <laughs> show us their books, show us their magazines from the last 
about 39 years, and then we could start talking. So, considering the onset of the Greatest Depression, India, where they say is going to be the fifth largest economy in 2024, we say, no way, no how. And the official numbers that they're coming out with, they're in doubt too. You have top people from India, like their former economic advisor to the government, who published a report this past June saying that their GDP numbers were being exaggerated by as much as 2.5%. And when you look at the growth, where is it coming from? Well, they're creating it, creating jobs. And that's all they're doing. The government, creating wasteful jobs, and that's going to be the big push. They're doing that in Mexico as well. As the economy's slowing down, monetary stimulus isn't working, so now they're going with fiscal stimulus. Fiscal stimulus means that stupid governments spend more stupid of more of our money to create unnecessary jobs, build infrastructure that could be built a lot less expensive, but they do dirty deals with their buddies. So none of this is really going to pump things up very much. So we're going to take a break now and we'll be back and talk about more what's going on in the world and how it will affect you. Be back in a few. Do you want to know the latest news or upcoming events? Follow us at Twitter at PRN underscore radio or click the Twitter icon on our homepage. You can also friend us on Facebook. Just search Progressive Radio Network. Always new and up to date. The Progressive Radio Network, your home for thoughtful and informative information. I'm Celia Farber. And I'm Christina Borgeson. We're the hosts of a brand new show, The Whistleblower Newsroom, right here on PRN. This is a show for and about whistleblowers. And by us, two investigative reporters brutally hammered for uncovering cover-ups and media corruption. This show is for whistleblowers. Who stand up for the truth and face devastating consequences. Who document facts and risk their lives and livelihoods to bring those facts to the public. They come from all walks of life. Government, science, journalism, academia, and many other fields. They'll be safe, warm, and welcome here on the Whistleblower Newsroom every Friday morning, 10 a.m., right here on PRN. Stay tuned to PRN.FM for more empowering ideas from progressive voices. We're moving forward, and we hope you're coming with us. Hey, it's Jesse, PRN Station Manager. I have an exciting announcement for our amazing listeners. PRN has a new voicemail line that will allow you to connect better with our hosts. If you can't listen live but have a question or comment for one of our hosts, just call 862-800-6805. That's 862-800-6805. This feature will allow your voice to be heard on your favorite PRN show. 
Thank you for listening to the Progressive Radio Network. Oh, mama, zuma, zuma, bacala. <laughs> Louis Prima, play pretty for the people. Boy, that's the way I love it. That's the way I love it. Just want to go out and have a good time. Don't tell me how bad things are. I know how they are. I write about it all the time. And that's they're missing a lot in entertainment. But maybe not in the roaring 2020s. Yeah, things may get loose again. Don't tell me how bad it is when I go out to get entertained. Want to forget about all my troubles and woes. Want to dance and boogie before the lights go out because tomorrow is iffy. That's my saying. You better boogie before the lights go out because tomorrow is iffy. Pop. And it is iffy around the world. It's a freak show of the highest order. A rock. Bloodshed. Non-stop. Prime Minister resigned. Big deal. Several hundred people killed already, demonstrating. When people lose everything and have nothing left to lose, they lose it. And they're losing it. Big time. Thanks to the United States... The UK, for lying the people into war, that Saddam Hussein had weapons of mass destruction and ties to Al-Qaeda, never did. Scott Ritter, a number of people knew they didn't. We wrote about it as it was happening in the Trends Journal. And now the place is in rubble. People have no future, corruption everywhere, violence, crime. No one talks about who caused it, and no one really cares. The no ones I'm talking about are the nobodies, that are the politicians, and the nobody little boys and girl prostitutes of the major media. How sad. Boy, I remember everybody tying yellow ribbons around everything that wouldn't move and waving those American flags to go to war against Iraq. Ah, a little bit of protest, and they died right out. And then the lie came in, Barack Obama. Obama, B-O-M-B-A, killed over 4,000 innocent people with his drone strikes. Quoted in the book, Double Down, is, quote, I'm really good at killing people. Yep, troop surge in Afghanistan, folks, 39 
33, excuse me, 33,000 more troops, our money going to kill other people in other countries. Hey, Christmas time is coming up. Christmas time is coming up. It's not Xmas for me. It's Christmas. And I am a warrior for the Prince of Peace. That's what Christmas is about. The birth of Jesus Christ. Whether or not you believe it is fine. It's not your religion. It's fine. But the people that practice that religion and believe in it, that's what it's about. I know Black Friday is more important than Christmas, what it means. We've got to look at retail sales and how they're going to affect Wall Street. Black Friday. I say that's a racist name. It needs to be changed. Because let's be stupid. Identity politics. We'll miss the big issues. Hey, Yemen. Did you ever hear of a Yemen? Nobody talks about Yemen anymore. The worst humanitarian crisis on earth brought to you by Obama. That's right, folks. I remember it vividly. The Saudi ambassador to the United States announcing the war against Yemen from Washington, D.C. And the United States under Obama working with the Saudis in intelligence, air refueling, and supplying them with weaponry. Even sent one of the, the clown boys over there to work with them. In the Trends Journal, facts are there at the time. Going back to Christmas time. The Prince of Peace. How silent this country is with peace. And I know as the founder of Occupy Peace how difficult it is to get the movement moving. To get real money behind it. To make it happen. Look at that guy you got running, that billionaire Bloomberg. Bloomberg the billionaire. Stop and frisk boom Bloomberg. You know, I would love to be able to see little Bloomberg without all his bodyguards around him. And I'm saying, you know, I think that guy got drugs on him and I'd like to go stop and frisk him. How would he feel, huh? How would you feel, little Bloomberger? If you were walking down the street and you weren't who you were, and your skin was darker, and cops came up to you and started to stop and frisk you, little boy, little brave boy of nothing. Oh, and for you people that email me and say for me to lower my voice and behave, shove it, Jack. You keep swallowing their crap and buying it and don't tell me how to talk. There are no brave men out there anymore. Let's just be civil like the British were and are, as of course, the sun never set on their empire because it's little clown boys like you, juniors, who send me these emails that don't have the cojones to fight man to man. And I'm calling this a fight. 
You got it. Could you get that in your head? I want to call out little Bloomberg who ruined the lives of so many people with their stop and frisk and now is playing the game to play president and puts tens of millions of his billions in there to do so. What is he worth? About $54 billion? Oh, we got a philanthropy. We give chump change back to everybody and make it seem how wonderful we are. As income inequality goes to levels unimagined, even in the Gilded Age. As three people in the United States, hey, and Bloomberg's not even one of them with his 50-something billion, Gates, Buffett, and Bezos. We're in the hundreds. We're in the hundreds. Give back chump change. Hey, I got it. Gates, I forgot about Gates, how wonderful he is vaccinating the world. So, going back to what's happening around the world. Iraq, Chile, get ready over in Chile for Pinochet 2.0. This guy, Panera, no, no, not the bread company. Yep. Why? Why is there uprisings? Income, inequality, isn't that a nice word? Isn't that a nice word for the people of Slavelandia that work on the multinational plantations, worrying about income inequality when nothing more than plantation workers? They steal our money to take us to war, to give to their friends. Look what this thing about the impeachment is. Uh, Trump hold back half a billion bucks of military industrial contract and money. <clears throat> Want to find out more dirt on Biden's son? So he held back a half a billion dollars of our hard-earned money going to Ukraine for war. Don't get excited. Get back to work. Bend over. And don't forget, hand them the money before you do so, so they can tell you what to do. Hong Kong. And by the way, Trump signing that thing, you know, that Democracy Act, whatever it was called. Again, Trump out-Trumped everybody. He signed that because of the overwhelming majority in the House and Senate that passed it. It would be passed without his signature. So he gets on the phone to she and says, hey, she, listen to this. This thing's going through. I can't stop it. They got a vast majority here. So I'm going to sign it. I'm going to make it look like I'm on their side. I got the election coming up. I got to play this card. But it means nothing. We're going to still do the deal. But you know the deal. We're not going to do the deal until before the election. So I could say, listen, we did that trade deal with China. I promised. Hey, remember Trump promised he was going to rebuild the infrastructure? Poof. Liar, liar, pants are on fire. You got a lot of pants there to get on fire. Hey, here's a trend to watch. Manana. Yep. Not manana. What am I talking about? What's, what's tomorrow in Spanish? Manana was yesterday? Anyway, tomorrow, tomorrow. 
Watch what goes on in France. Very important. They're calling for a national strike. Protests, demonstrations, oh, against austerity measures, income inequality. Got it? Watch it. Talked about what's going on in Hong Kong, Bolivia, Colombia, Peru, Sudan, Zimbabwe, South Africa, Guinea, Algeria, Spain, Lebanon. Got it? It's exploding around the globe. It's in the numbers. I gave you some of the numbers in the first half of this. Yeah. On the economic front, there's a slowdown that's hitting trade. Global trade was down 1.3%. And it's not about trade wars. It's, it's going on everywhere. In the emerging Asian nations, uh, it's, 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 without China, trade was down 3.3%. This thing is unfolding fast. They're going to keep propping it up. They're going to keep coming up with new schemes like they did with, the, with this repo market stuff. Nobody knew what a repo market is. Even as you study it, it's hard to understand it. But all you have to do is know that they're dumping the dough in there and where the dough is going. And the money's going into the equity markets that they keep artificially pumping up and pumping up and pumping up. And I mentioned about gold. Gold's in a, it's in a shaky place right now. And as we're speaking, it's around $1,480 an ounce. It got down to close to 1450, 52 was the low recently. If it breaks below 1450, my downside is 1390. I expected it to go up much higher and faster, and it was until when? Until the Federal Reserve started dumping money into the repo markets and artificially boosting up the equity markets because people were getting out of stocks big time in August and going into negative yielding bonds because they were concerned about the equity markets and they wanted to put their money someplace even though they weren't making money on it and they put it into gold because gold is the ultimate safe haven asset and that's why you have banks that's why you have banks. With negative yields. Central banks with negative yields. And you have banks around the country, around the world, central banks, buying up gold at record levels. Got it? They're buying up gold at record levels. You know, another thing we're going to start seeing, what we're forecasting, you're going to start seeing national digital currencies. Because when these currencies become valueless, as they already are becoming, they're going to create a new one. 
It's going to be the same currency with a different name, but it's going to be digital. It's going to be a top trend, not this year, but something that we're looking at as trend forecasters. They're not going to be able to get out of this financial mess. There's over 200 and it's probably about $270 trillion worth of debt out there from the debt bubble. They're looking at bad loans with people, they're selling junk bonds, corporations with big names like Marriott, big, you know, big, big name companies that are selling bonds to raise money. And now these bonds are being reduced to junk level. They're junk bonds. But they're so desperate for money and they're borrowing it so cheaply. And as I say, digital currencies is the future. And that's also a story in your New Trends Journal. Europe is doing it. China's doing it. And, and when, when you look around the world, what's going on, there are so many places. I talked about what's going on in, with the problems in Chile. They, they're, they're, they, their peso is at a record low. Go to Argentina. Their pesos down almost 40% this year. Brazil, their currency against the dollars to a record low. It's down 9% against the dollar this year. That means everything that the people are buying is costing them more as they're losing jobs and income is going down. Taken to the streets. Taken to the streets. Digital currency future. That's what's going on. This thing is big. Country after country. You know what I call this? It's one of the top trends for 2020. The new world disorder. Out of control. Out of control. But there are positive trends too. We'll be talking more about those as time goes by. And of course, if you want to know about all of them, you subscribe to the Trends Journal at trendsjournal.com. Trendsjournal.com is the only magazine in the world to read history before it happens. Nothing like it. What's going on? What it means and where it's going. And we do this, by the way, and write what we write, say what we say, occupy peace. Remember, we could use a gift of peace during this Christmas time 
So if you'd like to donate a gift of peace, please go to www.occupypeace.com and put your money where your mouth is on by donating. And I want to thank everybody, of course, for t- tuning into Progressive Radio Network and how much we appreciate being on the channel and doing all that we can to keep supporting it. So thank you very much. And of course, we didn't take any calls this, this show, but we will in the next one. So there's so much going on here. And again, when you tune into the rest of the world's news, there's really not a lot going on, except if you want to go to CNN and hear that top story, law professor's fiery rebuke. I'm insulted. That's the top story. Forget about what's going on in Brazil, in Bolivia, in, Bolivia, in Argentina, in Chile, in Colombia, in Peru, in Hong Kong, in Lebanon, in Iraq, in Algeria, in France, in Ukraine. Hey, the NATO meeting going on. Nope. She strays from her prepared remarks to push back on the ranking Republican going on to conclude Trump must be held to account. Dun, da, da, da. Second story. Impeachable offenses don't have to be crimes, Professor says. Trudeau admits to talking about Trump after President calls him two-faced. Well, he got that one right. A nothing face. A face of fraud. Another little boy born on third base. Thought he had a home run. So that's what's going on. Nothing there in the news of any significance that's going to help people prepare for the future. And we're suggesting you prepare now. We don't see the great dep- greatest depression hitting until 2021. But there are a lot of wild cards out there, and there's no wilder card than the Trump card. What's going on in the Middle East, Saudi Arabia, Iran, Israel, Lebanon, Syria, Yemen. Hey, oil prices went up today. You know why? And they may uh, have a deal over there where they're going to hold back production more. Oil jumps 4% on eve of OPEC meeting after larger than expected drop in U.S. inventories and hopes for deeper production cuts from OPEC lifted prices. They're going to cut production. There's too much supply and not enough demand. There's a global slowdown going on. And what we're suggesting to everyone is to understand what's going on. Don't believe the hype. Don't believe the prostitutes. Only believe the facts. And believe in the greater good. And that's what the Trends Journal is about. As is Progressive Radio Network. Providing information for the greater good. 
end these lies and deceptions that are going on that are hurting so many in so many places. Stop these wars. Again, it's holiday time. So rather than buying that extra thing for a gift of this or that, a gift of peace would greatly is greatly appreciated. And you could do that by going to OccupyPeace.com. So thank you all for tuning in. And stay tuned to Progressive Radio Network. Support them any way you can. It's one of the very few sources out there with so many different people from so many different uh, professions and intelligence levels that you don't get anywhere else in all one source that can help you prepare, prevail, and prosper to get in the best shape you can. So we'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. Sempre bacalada, mano, vem, né? Se te vi que a banda se é bacalada, fique-me.